views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Hey, everybody. It is so great to be back with you. Uh, We just had a little break in between the shows right there. Uh, This is the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Dr. Pat, and we are on Transformation Talk Radio. We're also on TransformationRadio.fm. And, you know, what is it that's going on right now? What's going on is, as we've said before, and boy, I heard this again this weekend. Yes, our theme is accelerated expansiveness. There's no question about it. And if, you know, you're tuning in anywhere right now, what you're really hearing is this idea of acceleration. But acceleration to what end? You know, Tara Janelle Walsh is joining me here today. And we're talking about soul courage. Now, many folks out there might be thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute. What do you mean, Pat? What do you mean accelerating? You know, is that like what? Do you want me to run faster on my treadmill? What do you want me to do? Zero to 120 on the highway? No, that's not what we're talking about. Talking about an energy, talking about how it is that people like Tara write a book called Soul Courage. Watch, watch what happens in this day and age, exactly right now, this time frame, right here today, right now, writes the book, shows up to talk about it in a way that so is in line with the guided intention of the universe right now. And if you're not really believing in what we're saying, today, as with every day on the show, you're going to get to try it on. So for those of you, let me just tell you a little bit about Tara Janelle Walsh, founder and spirit behind Soul Break Greeting Card Company. But more than that, she is the author of this fabulous, fabulous book. And what is it about this book that I like? I'll tell you in a minute. It is the book that does not hide what actually goes on in our lives. There's some truth about this. When someone is able to come out and talk about willingness and vulnerability in the same book. And how do we get to that place where we truly understand that courage is not simply a word we get to talk about for people that are jumping out of airplanes or maybe even people that are doing something extraordinary. What is it about ourselves? What is it about our lives? What is it about this message that Tara is bringing forth that says, wait a minute, wait a minute, each and every one of us has the opportunity to tap into this energy, this life force, this soul connection, 
this level of teaching in order to do what? As we said before, raise the vibration of every one of us. And for us here in the show, it is an acceleration of that level of consciousness. And so that's why the book comes forth. That's why Tara comes forth. That's why we have a conversation. The question is, though, as I know I've had to ask myself, am I going to show up? Am I going to suit up? Am I going to take what's said here and the lessons that are in front of me and create the life I want. Let's find out. Tara, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. <laughs> Hi. Thank you. What a great intro. <laughs> are you going to show up? Yeah, every day we have to ask ourselves that, huh? Uh, every day I do. And you know what happens? Maybe we can start with this part of the conversation. On the days that I don't ask myself, am I going to show up? I'm not sure that I do. I, and I would love to talk about this because, you know, there's a lot of confusion about how the soul operates and how how actually active one can be in their lives. And so Soul Courage is a, is, is a book that asks a, a number of different questions. But let's start it with, out with the first one, right? Do we actually get to choose a direction of our life or or? Is it already predetermined? And some people think by the soul. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get right to the conversation. Okay? He's diving right in. I love it. I, I, You know, everyone has a different opinion about it. I personally think that we create our lives. I don't think that we're predestined. That would almost be a little dismal, even if we were predestined to be you know, rich or famous or everlastingly happy, it would just be no fun. And part of our journey, I believe, is moving and grooving and finding our way and creating and becoming and owning and just experiencing and expressing who we are. So absolutely, I believe that we create it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, you know, here is what I want to just, you know, start talking about. We're talking about soul courage. Um, you know, the question I think that has come to me in my own life is, am I really willing to step out in a way that's courageous? And and I'd love for you to talk about it, you know, in this way, because you talk about this in, in a number of different places. And what I mean, some days for me in my life, and I've had a few ups and a few da- downs, kind of like your dad a little bit, you know, homeless at 17. And sometimes courage was standing in the Port Authority and asking people for change, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, courage is not the same for everyone, is it? No, and, absolutely or, not. Right. Can you talk about what soul courage had to emerge for you to step out into the world? Uh, I'm sorry, like what soul courage had to emerge? I'm, I didn't yeah. understand the question. Yeah, how, how, did, how did courage show up for you in being who you are? Oh, my goodness. Well, I went through a big downfall. I suppose a lot of people go through downfalls, and some of them are larger than others. And sometimes it doesn't take a downfall at all. Sometimes people just click in, and and that's awesome. But I went through a um, deep, deep depression, and I had an eating disorder for years on end. And when I, I was actually admitted to the hospital, and when I was released, I had the experience of feeling... 
I hate to say reborn because that's related to Christianity. But you know when you go to a movie theater yeah. and you're in the theater for two or three hours, but it's a real long one, and you yeah. step out in the middle of the day especially, and yeah. it's like surreal. It's like bright out and light out, and you were just plucked out of a whole different, put into a whole different reality. It felt like that for me. I was so raw, and my emotions were so viable, so there, that I just began to see things and feel things in a whole new way, almost like for the first time. I hadn't realized that for years I, I was numbing myself out, and I was distracting myself and doing all the things that we all do, you know, until we catch ourselves and we don't. But I was just so fresh out of it that I perceived people and life and things and emotions and myself in such a fresh way that it gave me courage. I was actually coming from a place of courage and didn't even realize it. I was just pure vulnerability. That was my point. And boy, I'll tell you, I'm so glad that, you know, you're sharing this because I I was so struck by the book and, and, and how how you beautifully treat vulnerability in the book. And, you know, also capturing whether we're talking with you about Celebrate, whether we're talking with you about this book, Soul Courage. I love the question, what's it all about, Alfie, that you put in the book? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. I remember that, and I remember that song. And I have to tell you, I remember crying yes, when I, I heard know. that. I'm so fascinated with you picking that question. <laughs> well, don't we all? Uh, I mean, you know what? We don't all ask ourselves that. I no. think um, I will correct myself in that moment, and I think that that is one of, I believe, life's most important realizations. When we, the moment that we come to an awareness in our life that we realize we're not just a body moving through our days, getting our paycheck on Friday, eating dinner, waking up, taking a shower, that's not who we are. When we stop and we have enough awareness to literally ask ourselves whether we say, what's it all about, (laughs) Alfie, you know, whether we're asking that specific question or we're just saying, who am I? Mm. What am I doing here? What, what What is this really about? Because it can't just be about the skin and my haircut that's horrible and my, you know, boss that's, you know, wonderful or the paycheck I'm getting. It can't be about these things. It's got to be about something more. So, yeah, that's an important question. Yeah, it is. And I'm I so related to it because I remember, you know, uh, old school movie, uh, for those of you that are not sure what we're talking about, but the song is just amazing. You know, mm-hmm. but thinking about being at a, a very young age in my life and, and actually watching that in my heart, it's a gut-wrenching kind of thing. And, you know, part of this is really looking at soul courage and looking at courage we're going to take a short break when we come back i'm going to talk with tara about this idea of courage now look you know i'm going to make a statement to everyone listening to the show and we're going to talk about what this may might mean to you most people live in fear most people live in fear when we come back we're going to talk about that but why do we do that what is it that we're really afraid of Or what are we holding back from experiencing? Well, I got to tell you, Tara covers that and a ton more in this book, Soul Courage. Watch what happens. Tara Janelle Walsh. We're going to take a short break, everyone. Soulcourage.com is the website. Yep. What's it all about? We'll be right back. You and me 
There are so many resources out there for meditation. But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Badili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A method.com and sign up. You will receive your free meditation instantly. That's atanamethod.com. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com. Or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Almost everyone at some time in their lives ask themselves, what am I? Most of our questions are ego-generated and simply don't address the problem of our false self. It's time to relax your ego and embody your soul. Dr. Dan Cohen, neurologist, inventor, and author, has created tools to awaken a new way to transform from who you thought you were into what you truly are. Visit toolstoawaken.com today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. And by the way, we have a copy of Soul Courage to give away to one of our fabulous listeners today. Really a great book. Uh, What Tara does in this book is she takes us on a journey. And I said this to her during the show. I said that, you know, the section that she writes on vulnerability is one of the best conversations on vulnerability that I've come across on my desk. And the reason is that for me, as I read this, you get what the you get an experience about vulnerability not just something out of the academic world about it but also she ties together in the conversation some very important things 
And I was a little bit, I was a little bit, you know, struck to see intuition in this section. But listen, when you can talk about vulnerability as a gift, as intuitive, or having an intuitive nature, as having a part of the ego, as having a part of authenticity, having a part trust, now what you've got is a very big conversation about how to change our lives. Tara, thank you for joining me here today. Um, I, I really do believe this is one of, I've heard these things talked about before, so let me just say that, but mm-hmm. I can't remember having them discussed under the guise of vulnerability. And you say vulnerability is freedom. Vulnerability is the way. And I'm so interesting about how you came to that. Uh, it absolutely is the way. I mean, have you ever noticed yourself, let's just yeah. take for instance, or anyone who's listening, that the more vulnerable they are, even if they feel that they're embarrassed in the moment, they're so vulnerable, that it un- undeniably makes a connection with them and another person, or if no one else is around, they feel more connected to themselves, or if they're out in nature and they're just crying, they feel more connected to nature or God or the divine or you know whatever their belief system is that vulnerability is, I believe, almost as though we are unveiling to our true selves. Mm. It's like we are right there with the truth of everything. And we're not, doesn't mean, being vulnerable, I don't believe, means that we're wearing our heart on our sleeve, and every minute we're sniveling away and crying, and we're telling everyone every single thing, and just being a complete open 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 case Mm -hmm. but in the same sense we are we're unveiling we are there we're real we're present with ourselves and with everything around us and everyone around us and i love that you talked about this and you said wait a minute this is not vulnerability doesn't mean that we break down every five minutes and lose it but you do say i think that you know it means that you know we are to be emotionally accessible Right? Yeah, and yeah. that in itself is a challenge in, in, in the world we live in these days. You know, what does that mean, emotionally accessible, from the way you're talking about this in terms of soul courage? Because I tell you, being emotionally uh, accessible, it, it really is an act of courage. It, it is. And for me, being emotionally accessible means not only allowing others to access our emotions, but first and foremost, allowing ourselves to access our emotions. And we're taking the book way out of context. I speak earlier about feeling and that being one of the the first Uh sacred, um, you know, the sacred formula, the first part that I believe helps to activate courage by allowing ourselves to feel and not only giving ourselves permission, but doing it with intention, whatever we're feeling. Sometimes it's hard for people to feel pain. Sometimes it's just as difficult to feel joy. Have you ever noticed that when something happens? We're so scared it's going to go away that we're like, oh, that's great. We're scared to just jump up and down like we did when we were little. So being vulnerable and, and emotionally accessible, not only with other people, golly, wait till we get to that point, but mm. first with ourselves to be able to tap into and feel our emotions and to be able to express them, to, to surrender into the expression of them. And when we are that with ourselves, when other people around, they can sense it. Because we're also, guess what? We're energetically accessible. We don't have that wall around us, that cloak. We're available. We're present. 
So the world and people gravitate towards that. They can feel that. And not in a way, not in like a way that you're courageous, that you're walking around with your head up high and you're so courageous that it's doing the opposite, pushing people away in a way that it's open and freeing and available. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think you talk about something really interesting here. You know, you talk about, uh, and and I hope I, I, I don't totally misquote you, but you talk about the idea about distraction and protections and that they're no longer needed. They and, are no longer needed. Oh, my gosh. Are we not so distracted in, uh, to, in today's world? Oh, oh, my gosh. It's gotten even <laughs> crazier with the iPhones and <laughs> Just all the things, the every minute tweeting and the iPads and the Facebook, and which are all wonderful tools for connection, but within limits, right? With you know, everything within within balance. So we are distraction society for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, wait a minute, let me watch TV, have the radio on, and oh, let me play Puddin' Pop while I'm at it. Right, uh, exactly. And, and I'm sitting <laughs> next to a family member at the same time. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then you're getting texted and this and that. Yeah. And then, you know, how can we expect ourselves to feel what we're genuinely feeling? How can oh, we yeah. expect ourselves to not just automatically be pushing it away? I mean, that it, these are all, I believe, form, forms of protection. Yeah. These distractions, these, I call them resistance techniques. Mine was food for years, you know, the withholding of it and, and the using of it. Um, you know, the pick a card, any card. It can be anything, overworking, texting, like we were just talking about, the TV, gambling, drinking, anything even small. Sometimes just I find myself buzzing around the house doing laundry and things, and I'm just using that as a resistance technique. So it doesn't always have to look like something that someone's going to go, uh-uh-uh, be pointing a finger at, like you're smoking or something. Yeah, It's uh, just amazing what we can do to just hide from ourselves and hide from others. And, you know, one of the things you say in the book, I'd love for you to talk about this a little bit. You say, you know, look, we can feel our way back into vulner, in, in, back into invulnerability, feeling your way back into invulnerability. And I went back and I, I read that a few times and I said, I've got to ask her about that, feeling your way back into invulnerability and what that means. Well, what it means to be invulnerable is when we submerge ourselves, when we surrender to fully being vulnerable to the point that, once again, we're not laying on the ground and crying like blubbering idiots. I don't mean at that level of vulnerability. I just mean there's nothing to hide. What you see is what you get. WYSIWYG, the old, you know, acronym. But, you know, we are so who we are. We're so in ourselves and so, so loyal and so present and so true with ourselves and that we're so vulnerable that we're no longer vulnerable. Because how, when we're that true with ourselves, how can you then label it being vulnerable? We're not. We're invulnerable. We're actually, nothing can get to us. We're so vulnerable that we, <laughs> nothing even, we're not vulnerable anymore. We're, we're actually now rendered ourselves invulnerable. Mm. So we find our way back to what we've always been and what we started out as as a soul and as a ch- baby and as a child until we kind of skirted and moved our way around the world and started protecting ourselves with all the things that, you know, came against us and were taught certain things by our parents and society. Yeah. Does that answer and, you know, your question? Uh, 
yeah, isn't this really now, let's take a look at something in particular, which I, I was talking about during the last show a little bit, and that is social media, in particular Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, I'm, not even, I'm not even referencing the level or the degree of addiction that we have right now around this, but just this idea of loneliness and, and longing as it is being played out in the world of social media. And calling that connection, you know, have we lost sight of what true yeah. connection is? Yeah, it really is. It's mm-hmm. it's actually sad when you say it that way, but in the same sense, my gosh, thank goodness we have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's not rely on that. That's yeah. that's my personal fear. Not yeah. that I want to live in fear, but that's my concern. You know. Let, it's great. It's a wonderful tool. It's a wonderful thing to keep in contact with others with. But let's not just make that our sole force then and never leave the home and <laughs> never open up to others, right? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, and this now talks about one of my favorite co- topics and conversations. We're going to take a short break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, the relationship between vulnerability and trust. You know, that is a word trust. It is uh, something that we've heard many, many places in our lives. And, you know, does trust have 50 shades of gray? Does it really? And what if we believe it does? What are we willing to give up? And what are we willing to accept? We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got a copy of the book to give away. Taking your questions comments 1-800-930-2819 if you want to give us a shout back if you want to find out more and get your own copy of the book well first of all the book is pretty much anywhere but you can go check out the many many things Tara's up to go to soulcourage.com uh, when we come back vulnerability and trust yep what has trust got to do with it we'll be right back with the show to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. 
called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T H E D R patshow.com for listening times in your area. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. Get into it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now through March for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have you all tuning us in, turning us on. Uh, As I said before, um, I am so thrilled to have Tara Janelle Walsh joining me here today. And for those of you out there, the book is Soul Courage. Watch what happens. Um, You can find out more. Uh, You can go to the website, soulcourage.com. Find out more about Tara. Get yourself a copy of the book. Uh, Right now, what I'd love to be able to do is I would love to be able to give a copy of the book away. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Within this book, you know, what Tara talks about is she takes us on a journey of, you know, who we are, why, you know, there are things going on that are bigger than what we might think. And there's a sacred formula, which we're also going to talk about here today as well. Um, But vulnerability is something that doesn't get talked about very much. You know, Tara, before I I was saying, you know, vulnerability and trust. And you actually do talk about trust in the book in, in terms of vulnerability. What does this mean? And is trust being redefined in the world that we live in? For me... Being vulnerability, I mean, excuse me, being vulnerable, whoa, being vulnerable and uh, involves trusting. They're one in the same. It's it's almost as though that we have to trust ourselves and life and whatever is all around us, whatever is really happening, the energy of life around us. We have to be able to trust enough in that to be vulnerable. But yet we sometimes feel that we can't be vulnerable unless we trust. So it's like this bizarre catch-22. You can't get there without going there, but you have to trust that going there will get you there, you know? I believe that it's all about just melting and relaxing into your soul courage. I believe that that will get you there. That trusting that no matter what, we're going to be okay. 
Have you ever had a really tough month? I mean, even yeah. remember in the old days when you were on the street and working yeah. at the hot dog stand, as you were just yeah. telling me? Yeah. In the back, as hard as it may have been, as hard as the day have, may have been, in the back of your mind when you laid your head down, even though you were scared and had your fears, you knew in the back of your head that everything was going to be okay, didn't you? Or did you not? Yeah. Maybe you didn't. No, I did. I really did. I really did know everything was going to be okay. I didn't know exactly how it was going to be okay. But right. I did. I, at the end of the day, I did. And I, that was, I have to tell you, I love that hot dog job, by the way. <laughs> I love that job. Well, the hot dog job aside, the feeling yeah. of somehow knowing it's going to be okay, that feeling is derived from a place that can't be explained because we don't know how, but we know it is. That, I believe, is coming from the courageous part of us, the soul part of us that just knows. Instead of wondering and being scared and scampling around and saying, but how, when, why, to just trust and to fall into that because our soul will never leave us. It can't leave us. It's not because it doesn't have a choice. It's because we are its choice. Yeah. It chose us. It is us. So it's not going to let us down. Even if our physical body dies, we're still, we're still our soul. So trusting that whatever path we chose for ourselves in this lifetime is the right and perfect and correct and joyous and path, whatever path we're on is the path that we're supposed to be on. Trusting that opens way for vulnerability, because then we're no longer as scared. Being vulnerable, usually people are scared to be vulnerable because they're scared of the consequences. What if I make an ass of myself? What if no one loves me? What if I'm not approved of? What if I lose my job? What if I get abandoned? What if my husband leaves me? Whatever the thing is, it's fear that we're scared of. We're scared of being completely stripped down to who we really are with the fear that we're not going to survive. Yeah. How are we going to do it? But if we just right. trust that we're, we're always surviving because we're our soul, we're not our body. Even when we die, we're still existent. If we can trust at that level. Now, I know that may be a huge broad statement to some of the listeners out there. They're probably rolling their eyes back. Oh, really? I, that's what I believe, though. I, I really do love uh, what you say about this and especially what you've written about it because th we are getting um, – I see these as the soul's indicator that we're starting not to trust. And I'll tell you what a couple are and have been for me. One of them is doubt. Uh, everyone likes to talk about fear. I like to talk about doubt. I'm not sure, you know, I know they're cousins, but I'm not sure mm -hmm. the, the difference. I just think that doubt shows up in so many different ways that are so subtle, let's say. Subtle is mm -hmm. the word that comes to mind. Whereas when I'm afraid, I'm telling you I'm afraid. I know I'm afraid. I'm like, mm -hmm. Oop, oopsie, I'm going to get ready to run to the bathroom and lose my lunch, right? That's I'm mm -hmm. afraid. But doubt. It is equally as distracting, and I'm going to use the term you use in the book, and, and I want to talk about that. There must be a reason doubt shows up in our consciousness, but it certainly, I don't think, is to help us on, uh, with our soul path. It may be to get us back on it. H how do you view doubt in looking at soul courage? I'm not sure why doubt shows up so much. And, you know, it does for everyone. It, I, I, it does for me all throughout the day. I mean, the more aware I am of it, the more I'm like, there it is again. <laughs> but, 
But the, the cool thing I find is that the more I am aware of it, the more I can not allow it to feed off of itself or feed off fear and, you know, become an energy that is so big that it's now conducting my life. So the more I reach that space of awareness, then I can immediately, when I feel the doubt, like even before this call, I'll be vulnerable for a moment. Of course, I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't, you know, I don't know anything about you or what the listeners are going to think. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, are they going to get me or am I going to be able to smoothly speak speak my message? And I'm having doubt. But now, as soon as I have them, maybe one day I'll be evolved enough that I don't have them or I'll catch it before it happens. But as soon as I have them now, I go in with my, I, I bring my courageousness up. I just trust. I go within my trust and my self-intuition and I say, come on, Tara, come on. And I just bring that to the forefront. I bring that energy out and doubt melts away. I know it doesn't always work when it's of larger situation, not just radio interview, if I were going to do something bigger, then it would probably be, you know, a full-blown meditation. Who knows what would happen? Maybe I would just be walking in doubt, but it does pop up. It's, it's, it's interesting. You know, and, and the reason that I bring it up, because, you know, part of the conversation and part of what you talk about in Soul Courage is, you know, part of the, the idea of trust is we have to trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you, you really talk to intuition several times in the book, actually a lot of times in the book. Uh, And, you know, intuition playing that role in our lives that not only can guide us beyond the fear and the doubt, but also to help us set powerful intentions. What's the difference in your mind, Tara, between, you know, waking up today and setting an intention to take a shower and waking up today and setting an intention for something that is going to help us create a better world are there differences and do i guess the question is you know i believe each and every one of us has the opportunity to do things in this world just sometimes there are some people that are way out there uh, more than others but does our soul enable each of us to have the same bigness let's say i believe it does Mm -hmm. i don't believe people were handpicked by who Because I don't believe that there's a one big God up there, you know, behind the curtain saying, okay, I'm the almighty powerful one, and I will make Tara Janelle Walsh wonderful, but I won't make (laughs) Billy, Michael, whatever, you know. I don't, that's not (laughs) an even playing field, you know, that's not love. So I believe we're all, that's where courage comes in, though, right? Because we all have it. We're all born with it. But there's a difference between having courage and being courageous. It's like everyone has talents, but not everyone uses them. It's like courage is something we just have when we're born, and we exercise it a little, a little when we're when we're young. And but it's in hibernation most of the time. But when we activate it, when we step into it, then we become courageous and we own it. Yeah, I want to talk about something that I grew up with as a kid in the streets of New York, and you know, you it's a game. It's a game. And I remember playing this game as a kid. And you refer to it in the book uh, when you're talking about ambivalence. And it's the red light, green light thing. You played it? Oh, I'm so glad someone. (laughs) Do you remember that game? Red light, green light. And, And I was just reading this and I'm saying ambivalence. And, you know, ambivalence really has an energy of its own, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah, I struggle with that one. I got to admit, I really do. I come on strong. I wake up. I have a good day. Like you said, I set my intentions. Yeah. And, you know, maybe something will happen even in that day. Maybe I don't even make it through that day where then I'm like, oh, I don't know. Or maybe I'll make it through a, a couple days. But then something will happen and it makes me ambivalent. Luckily now, I'm on to myself. So I'm like, come on, you're going to confuse the universe. You yeah. could be sending all these strong vibes out, and you know, we're having this energy towards this one thing, and they go, no, oh, no, 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 no. You know, what's it going to be, <laughs> kid? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, this is really when I think about this, and you know, and I and I I really love being able to read your book and read how you lay these out and take us on a journey in this way. Uh, And, you know, I want to ask you about this. We can sit down, and people have talked about this a lot, Tara. They've talked about, man, you know, that vision board that I did, it never Mm -hmm. happened. And yet, I will tell you, I did a vision board, and the minute I put my vision board up, one of the strangest things on the vision board actually happened. And I really didn't quite understand till years later what you're talking about here. When you're talking about this idea of belief and conviction, it's one thing for me to believe in something. It's another thing for, for me to have a loosely energetic sense mm-hmm. of whether that thing is going to happen. Aren't Absolutely. there differences, really? Yes. And in fact, I would even go so far as to say yeah. not even loosely energetic. <laughs> when we believe in something, it's like, yeah, I believe in that. I, and maybe maybe I'm downing it a little bit. Maybe we even feel more like, yes, I wholeheartedly believe in that. And we paste yeah. up these pictures of ourselves, you know, FI zero with wedding rings on ourselves and babies or whatever our vision board is. Um, I've just exposed mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, it's one thing to believe that we are capable of something or believe in anything. And then it's another thing to have the energy behind it. And to believe in it with conviction, because life's about energy. We're all energy. Everything's energy, as we all know. And as we all know, like attracts like. So when we have conviction, it's almost like having um, a car. Well, maybe that's not a good analogy. I was saying versus having a car with gas in it and actually being able to drive it. It's going somewhere now, right? Yeah. So the energy behind it is actually making our beliefs go somewhere and manifest into what it is that we believe, what it is we want to manifest into. Or yeah. it's not. Or we have ambivalent, ambivalent energy, and it's just kind of hanging out right there in the middle, on, and it's idle. It all depends on what our energy is behind it. Oh, and this is really part of the conversation. I want to just let folks know, I'd love to give a copy of the book away right now. 1-800-930-2819. And let's do it to the first caller. I'd love to have our first caller receive a copy of the book. Uh, Benny is waiting by 1-800-930-2819. You know, Tar, I want to get back to uh, talking about this idea of belief. I call it conviction. Um, and, and then that, that conviction leads to a knowing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, you, you know, for me, and I've shared this story a lot, I, I mean, I didn't sit down 13 years ago and say I was going to do a positive talk radio show about, you know, consciousness. I didn't really do that. But I did want to help people live life full out. This is what showed up. How can we determine how the things and the events that show up in our lives 
are indicators that we're on the path or not on the path. What have we discovered in that world? How, how do we get to be able to follow soul's direction? Well, um, you may not like this answer, but this is the first thing that's coming to me. Yeah. And this actually, this answer actually disappoints me too. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we don't see the signs. I mean, I believe there's always signs. I believe things yeah. are always happening behind the scenes, if you will, or on an energetic level, invisible level. But I, I don't think that we can live our life waiting for the next sign and waiting to see. And then it's like this, you know, um, breadcrumbs thing that we follow, yeah. like a maze. I believe that's where trust comes in. And that's where we need to step into really being courageous, trusting even when. I mean, how many nights I've cried not knowing, you know, talk about you not knowing that you were going to do the show. Me yeah. not knowing any, anything, you know, I mean, I went to college and I'm a smart gal and all that, but what am I going to do? And am I going to be alone and all these, these fears and nothing's happening. I mean, or we could take it down to a superficial notch and, and say you're going to the gym you know, every day for two weeks, and you haven't lost any, nothing's changed. And you're like, what the heck? You've got to just keep going. And that's what conviction is. You've got to just keep believing, not necessarily with the gym, I mean, on a deeper level in your life with, with your beliefs and your goals and dreams without needing the proof. That's, that's really sending the signal up and aligning your energy with mm -hmm. trust and with, I got this. I believe that I'll be safe and and it allows for everything to open up, your vulnerability. It just opens the gate to everything. But it's got to be courageous to do that. It takes soul courage. Sure. I believe. In the book, you talk about, you know, connecting and you talk about sacred formula. And I think this is perhaps, you know, the part that if we could just remember what you're sharing about socializing in the book. If we can remember that there is and there are ways for us to practice on a regular basis, that after a while, this may even become like breathing. Can you share mm -hmm. a little bit about what socializing is uh, and how it does then help us to be in that place of soulful intention on a regular basis? Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. social was that? Yeah, great. So uh, socializing is the third part of what I call the sacred formula. And um, I call it the sacred formula because on my way to, it's just, it's something that I discovered, a process I discovered to use in, that helps me to activate my courage into courageousness. So like I was saying before, everyone has courage. I believe everyone has soul courage. It's just a matter of activating it into courageousness, not letting it sit idle inside of us. And what I found that helped me to do that was to fully feel, as I was saying a few minutes ago, whatever it is that we're feeling, and then to take it a step further and express those feelings in some way. It doesn't even have to be verbal, but just to have an expression of it, to release it, because uh, feelings and emotions are energy, so to let them out. And by doing this, we're intentionally connecting. We're intentionally connecting with ourselves and with the universe or, or God or whatever you believe in, and with others, if we're actually speaking with others in that moment that we're expressing. And so the sacred formula is feel, express, connect. Now, I took those three words, the feel, express, connect, and I put 
soul words on them because that's the kind of girl that I am. I'm clever <laughs> and uh, like to make things fun so that I can understand them and, and it just makes the, the process yeah. a little bit more, I don't know, feasible. So I call Feel Express Connect. I then termed Feel Solitude, going and having some solitude with ourselves. and doesn't mean having to go away. We can have solitude right now while we're on this interview just within us, and express, I termed soul render, and connect, I termed socialize. And let's see, what was your question again? How does socializing help us to... Yeah, no, I, I think that for a lot of folks is that, you know, we can point to the reason that why, you know, someone's vision board works, someone doesn't, but we don't have a tool you know, or we don't learn tools. And what you've described, at least my, in my view, is in this part of the book, is you're really giving us a formula. And you're saying, look, if we can pull these ideas together and maybe get into a practice on a regular basis, mm-hmm. maybe this would be more like breathing. Maybe yeah. we'll just wake up some days, right, Tara? And we are going to know, boom, I'm waking up today and that's what's mine to do. It just becomes I part love of those you. Days. exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. It just becomes part of who you are when something works and something feels good, and you feel freedom from something, which I do from feeling, yeah. expressing, and connecting. Um, it becomes part of who you are, and it is like breathing. It's not. Sometimes it's not. I'm not going to act like everything's easy in my life. Believe me. Nope. Sometimes nope. I have to intentionally stop and and feel. You know, like I, I realize I'm resisting something. Yeah. So I have to take myself through the process, through the formula, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, but invariably, I get to the socializing aspect. Invariably, I get to the, the aspect where I feel connected, feel one with my, even when I'm alone, I somehow feel one with everyone. Like, I get it. I get it. Just have this deeper knowing. Like we were saying a minute ago, from it, it, it moves from believing to knowing. I just now know in the depths of myself. Yeah. I mean, this is now, I mean, let's, let's kind of, you know, loop back to what we were talking about fear and doubt, because if we're in a place and knowing, I, I learned a couple things along the way from, you know, the folks that I got to chat with over this period of time, this 13 year period. Mm-hmm. And one of them was this idea. And you talk about it in the book, gratitude and fear cannot coexist. Now, somebody said that to me, I don't remember who said it, but I never forgot it. Mm-hmm. And And when I thought about it, and I thought about gratitude and the energy of it, especially in reading where you put it in the book, Soul Courage, Mm -hmm. I thought, my gosh, if I can be in gratitude and see the gift in many, many things that show up, even my vulnerability, Mm -hmm. wow, how much easier would it be to face myself? Yeah. But you know what? It's almost sad that you said face myself. Because we look at it that way now. Yes, we do. You know, uh, you know, we look at it as, oh, I, I, because it's scary. So we look at it as facing ourselves versus being, visiting, having, living from our, with our true selves. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I mean, let's you and I be, you know, we were talking about this during the break. And mm-hmm. one of the things I'm really clear about is that, yeah, the economy looks like it's picking up. Yeah, it's not what it was four or five years ago. Eight years ago, people were losing their jobs, losing their homes. 
you know, my head is not in the ground. I may do a positive talk radio show, but my head is not in the ground about the level of healing that uh, that really is 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 right in front of us today. You know, healings at healing at many many levels. I wanted to ask you about this from a soul's point of view, because we do talk about healing. We talk about healing, you know, from our wounds, from our past, from our losses. Uh, and, and I wanted to ask you, does the soul get wounded? I don't, I don't believe it does. I think mm-hmm. that's our perception of it. You go. I mm-hmm. think that's our emotions. That's me. I don't claim to be a soulologist. <laughs> but um, I, 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 in fact, I'll, I'll go one step further and say that our, our, if I may be so bold, and mm-hmm. say that our soul probably chooses certain things. You know, remember how you and I were discussing on the yeah. break how I chose my, I was saying I chose my father at a yes. soul level. Well, I don't get to just pick and choose a few things. All right, Tara, you can choose your parents, and you can't choose that, and you can choose... I believe we're choosing everything. Yeah. And that's why the soul can't get wounded. It's giving us an opportunity to grow. It knows. It knows what's going to take us to this place to be able to feel that and to experience that. And because it knows everything conceptually is my thought about it. That the soul knows everything conceptually, that it came into the human body so that it can feel it, it can experience it on a physical level. So it's taking us through things that, and we forget this. We think that we are our body. So we get all caught up in the dramas, myself included. Yeah. And, um, but, but that's part of it. If we didn't get caught up in it, then it would, we would just be back into the conceptual form. We wouldn't be able to feel it. So that's a wonderful thing that we, we get to feel it. We get caught up in it. We feel it. And we express it through tears. I'm specifically relating to what you were saying, you know, about going through the woes yeah. and, and and so much, but that is part of it. That's why I don't believe in, and I know this is completely not what you were discussing, but it is one and the same. I don't believe in the idea of forgiveness, mm-hmm. as blasphemous as that sounds, because I believe that at a soul level that we co-created with individuals to do things. Mm-hmm. You know, do this, you leave me, I'll be hurt. But then ultimately that will make me stronger and then I'll end up moving and then I'll write this book and then I'll step into, you know, I'll unveil my true self and I'll feel this pure freedom and I'll support others in doing it. So why, who am I to sit there and, and blame someone for hurting me and leaving me and then to turn around and say, oh, I forgive you. What? Yeah. I, I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I believe we chose the whole route. I believe yeah. we're smarter than that, that our soul knows what it's up to. Yeah, so, and I, I love it. I mean, Tara, what a great conversation. And I so really, uh, I acknowledge what you just said, because when I look at my life, I look at all the losses I've had. Uh, you know, I've lost, I, I can't even begin to go into it. I will tell you this, I, had, I have ended up better off and in yeah. a better place and in stronger and with more tools for life. So thank you for saying that. Uh, thank you so much for today. Personal message, what would you like to leave us with? And thank you. Oh, my goodness, the personal message. Um, gosh, if I could just say, be courageous. It will never let you down. I love it. Be, let you down because the very activation of it connects you, forms a connection. Thank you so much. Tara Janelle Walsh, everybody. We'll see you next time. Oh, I beg, I beg and
preceding audio was via a Skype call.